Hello, everybody. Welcome to Up North Live Hive. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Lauren. And we have with us the professor. First of all, we should say current situation. <laughs> yeah, can we just, can we set the scene for you guys for just a second? Rox, I don't think we know what we're doing. No, we've had a lot of problems, but it was meant to be because we don't give up. And we brought Mike to us because our recording would not work remotely. Okay, okay I mean, I think all you're supposed to do is hit record on your phone and it's supposed to work. But this is our third time. Yeah. Is the third time, yeah. And uh, where are we right now? We are sitting in a live truck. <laughs> We're going to call it the Up North Live Hive, literally, party bus. Yeah, it's our party bus. Joining us is Mike Sheehan, also known as The Professor on WTCM. And, uh, yeah, Mike, thank you for just humoring us and, uh, yeah, getting on the party bus. And I make... thought there'd be beer. Oh, well, that yeah. comes... Uh... <laughs> Next podcast. Okay. Yeah, next cool. We weren't really prepared for it to be moved out here into the yep. live truck. Plus, Rox and I got a little stressed, so <laughs> we need to have a quick drink before you got here. There you go. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are on Words to the Wise with Ron Jolly every week. For 20 years now. We just celebrated our 1,000th uh, show last Tuesday. Congratulations. today. You're welcome. <laughs> have the words... Have, are you getting asked different questions over all that time? Yes and no. About 50% are old recycles that keep coming back, and about 50% are brand new. And let's just cut to the chase. The word that annoys me the most is how everyone misuses the word literally, and it's just getting worse. It is in advertisements now. I saw a Facebook ad that said, I'm literally dying, and I commented, if you were literally dying, you don't need these towels. Right. I, it just grinds me. Or past tense. I literally died laughing. Then how are you speaking to me now? So Has anyone addressed that? Oh, yeah. has come up several times. In fact, Ron Jolly, my co-host, keeps playing an episode of Frasier in which someone calls in with a problem and says, and I... My mother literally is hanging from the ceiling. He says, may I interrupt you? If she's literally hanging from the ceiling, she's a bat. <laughs> and goes out from there. So, yeah, it's come up. It's even appeared on, like I said, television shows. Right. So, annoying. Yep. So what grinds your ears? What's, what are your pet peeves? Because, of course, we all misuse it, the English language. Right. One of the ones that bothers me the most, because my undergraduate degree was in philosophy, um, begging the question. People now think it means asking the question. It does not. It's a philosophical term in logic. Uh, begging the question means you never get around to proving. An example would be, uh, I know he's honest. How do you know he's honest? He always tells the truth. How do you know he always tells the truth? Because he's honest. This is begging the question. Oh, Going in a circle. I didn't know that. No, 90% of people don't know that. Philosophy majors, yeah, you know, but we're a dying breed. <laughs> okay, wait. So can look, can we back up for just one second? So you said don't you hit were, my car. Okay, well, yeah, we we would. <laughs> you can't say those things right now. Oh, we're yeah. with the professor. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> we're in the bar, the party bus. Yes, <laughs> literally, I cannot say that. Literally, literally. <laughs> um, okay, philosophy major. You were a monk yep. for thirteen years. Yep. You were. You are an ordained priest. Yes. Oh, and. You've done a thousand radio shows. What have you not done? Um, what an interesting life you have. I'm very intrigued by it. It's like a soap opera. Yeah. Not only that, I spent 13 years as a monk, so a vow of celibacy. And then after that, I've been married four times. So I'm a, I'm a serial monogamous. Now, to be fair to myself, 
Three of my wives died of cancer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which is really weird. Um, and awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of them died when she was only 34, my first wife, leaving a four-year-old son. Oh, yep. So I married quickly because he needed a mother, I thought, and that had been in divorce too quickly. And then uh, third wife was a colleague at the college where I taught, and fourth wife was a psychiatric nurse. And I thought I could fool her into thinking I was sane. It worked for about two weeks. <laughs> and then she said, uh, no, you're a bit... Uh... <laughs> uh, what, um, when you were a monk, what was it like? What... Very peaceful and serene. Uh, your day consisted of uh, studying. It was a teaching order that I belonged to. So we did a lot of work, Latin and Greek in high school. Um, and then uh, prayer. So it was very regimented. You got up at 5.20 every morning. You went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Wow. Yeah. Did you like the structure? I did. I did. It was very comforting. Uh, I had been raised uh, as a Catholic all my life. So, um, you know, we admired priests and figured it was a worthy. Plus, my mother, who was from Ireland, wanted to be the mother of a priest, which, of course, you know, was another consideration. So, so did you practice as a priest? Yes for uh, two and a half years. This was in Chicago and it was in the 1960s. So all churches, almost all churches, were uh, promoting racism. You had white churches, you had black churches. And that didn't stick well for me. So I figured it came to a point where I was not gonna be front man for racism and sexism, which of course lasts to this day. Yeah, if you're a woman, you ain't going to be a priest. Was it a hard decision to leave? And It was harder you, to leave than to go in. It really was. It's part of the hardest decision I made in my life. So, you know, I would have liked to have stayed if things had been different. Uh, I was good at what I was doing, but um, as I said, front man for racism just didn't grab me. So, well, that's admirable. Yep. And then after I retired from teaching, after 27 years, I started getting into senior activities. So I started the uh, uh, lab, the uh, computer lab, at the Senior Center in Traverse City. Uh, then went on to be an advisor for the Area Agency on Aging, which covers the top 10 Northwest counties. Uh, and then I got appointed to a state commissioner by Governor Granholm, Commission on Aging, and then reappointed by Nick, Rick Snyder. So I did that for nine years. Uh, before that, another oh, about seven years as a state advisory council on aging member. Uh, they're a research group that researches senior issues. And I headed that group for about five years. Wow, everything so, you do, you go very above and beyond. That is true. Am I using that correctly? Above That's and correct, beyond? yes. And my, my late wife used to say, my fourth wife, uh, can't you find something that pays? Because all this was volunteer work, including, of course, the stint at TCM. So, uh, well, how about some memorable moments at yeah, TCM? Yeah. Uh, in the program, you mean? Yeah. Well, one of the funny things is we'll often get a call that says, in my family, this was a term we used. Uh, what did it mean? Where did it come from? And often it's a dead end because it was strictly their family. But one of them came up. Well, a couple of years ago, um, the grandfather would say, when the siblings were arguing with each other, he'd say, what's all this Kamalia about? 
and Kohler said, What's, what, Kamalia, where does that come from? Well, I thought that was doomed to failure, but I went online anyway and started playing with spellings. K, C, how does it start? Uh, so I found out that in fact, in 1939, there was a musical composer whose last name was uh, Cowell, like the Cancer Center, um, and he wrote, he, he was sort of avant-garde and wild, so his music was off the wall, and he wrote an opera called Kamalia. Really? So I think that's probably where it came from. I can't prove it definitively, but... So you're also a detective? Yes, a researcher. I love research. <laughs> well, that came from being an English professor, so... So, obviously you're doing the teaching, for the most part, during your radio show, but how much learning do you do? Myself? Oh, each week I learn at least one new thing about the language I didn't know. That's amazing. Part of it is um, all these myths that run around, like it came up again today, uh, rule of thumb. If you go on the internet, you'll find that they say, they claim, there was a law in England in the Middle Ages that you could beat your wife as long as the whip or stick was no thicker than your thumb. And that's absolute hogwash, of course. Uh, it turns out rule of thumb, rule in the sense of measurement is what they meant. So roughly from the human uh, adult knuckle to the finger to the fingernail is about one inch, roughly. So if you're out in the field, you didn't have your ruler, didn't have your laser or whatever, you'd go, oh, that's about two inches. You know? So. And how do you keep up with like the new words that people come up with? I can't think of any. Ooh, I want to think of a good reason. one right now. I'm not hip. Um... Well, I'm I'm way behind on teenage slang. That's, so are <laughs> Since we. I, have, we are. I, I was trying to think. I, of I know I couldn't think of like I... all the words every year with the LSSU yeah. bands. I'm trying to think of. I'm just trying to think of what some of the some of the cray cray, for example. <laughs> I was responsible for banning that a couple years Good ago. Good for you. Really? Yes. <laughs> I you know, was amen. in the press release for LSSU. Thank you, Roxanne. That, You're welcome. That is a gift uh, to all of us. But my nephews call me Aunt Cray Cray, so I okay, hope he no, hasn't really died. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, my granddaughter, my youngest one now, is in her, she's 21, so I can't go to her anymore for, you know, catch me up on this. So. But most people give, um, want to know pass, I mean, older words and terms. Yeah, like affect and effect. People keep mixing those up all the time. Um, what else came up? Yeah, but there was something in um, the press release I saw for you. Couch. Oh, couch, the differences. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are the differences? Couch, sofa, Davenport. Is there? They're, they're razor thin. Uh, Davenport was the name of the company that made it. I originally thought it was Davenport, Iowa, but they were actually somewhere in New York, I think. So like calling something Kleenex versus tissue. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. And they fight to preserve their copyright. You know, Xerox. Well, it's not a Xerox machine. Oh, yeah. Do you have any saran wrap? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. We do yep. use brand names for right. common, common items. And their lawyers are kept busy because of that. Yeah. Well, that's something that I've been taught as a journalist is you need to make sure if, if a police officer used a taser, was it the taser brand? <laughs> because that, that there's a liability there, and like you said, it does True. keep the lawyers busy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's talk. Do you watch the news? It doesn't have to be our news. Do you just watch news? I do general? watch this, in fact. Oh. I've watched, I've followed NBC all my life. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Okay. What drives you nuts 
on the news. The things that, you know, like for me, it's first annual. Well, stuff like that. What are, what are things that we we as journalists? Well, duplications. Say? The ATM machine. Okay, because the ATM is a machine. Machine already. Yeah. Another thing, I forget what they call the crawler on the bottom. There's a name for it. It's called the crawl. No, no, there's a more technical ticker, term. Ticker. Yeah. No, no. It's actually the company name that does it. Anyway, the misspellings that show up <laughs> constantly. Now, I have great sympathy for the typists. That's not us, well, right? Yeah, we don't. Okay. They're, no, this is CNN one. for this one. Um, it, it just drives me crazy because I, I'm looking at it. That's not spelled out. There's right. also the crowding and overcrowding because isn't it just crowding? That makes you don't sense. need to say over. Or preheating the oven. <laughs> it's just <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it already hot? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that one. Yeah, that's come up on the show. That's a lot of redundancies. Right. Well, if there's nothing else, um, how do people contact you? Yeah. How do people? Uh, you can write to wtcmwords at gmail.com. And then you are on with Ron Jolly every Tuesday morning between nine ten and ten. Ten minutes is wasted on news. <laughs> wasted. And then uh, Roxanne and I are going to create our um, spinoff with slang words. Aunt Cray Cray and literally Lauren. Sweet. <laughs> I, well, we appreciate you stopping by today, and I will share a photo of where we are yeah. right now on our Instagram page. Good. Follow us on Up North Live. No questions on dogs, Hi. eh? Oh, do you have dogs? Oh, yes. You know what? The dog I've, already, is gone, but... I've already shared his photo of. Ah. I shared your Boo. photo of Boo, oh. but there's a lot. There's a background to that name. Right. You want to tell us all that? Yes. My sister-in-law once said, "Can't you name a damn dog without a footnote?" And the answer is no, I can't. Uh, Boo, the full name was Bucephalus. And that was the name of Alexander the Great's horse. Uh, and it meant literally in Greek, ox head, because it must have been the size of a draft horse. So I figured Bucephalus, Boo, Alexander the Great, um, why not? So that was Makes for sense. Georgian for Boo. And then the dog before him, was he was a Bouvier de Flandre. The dog before him was a Neapolitan Mastiff, and she was named Rosa. Now that came about because Neapolitan Mastiff is all wrinkled, and my wife said, "Well, what's the Latin word for wrinkle?" And I said, "Rugosa," and she said, "Hey, there's a flower named Rosa Rugosa, so let's name the dog Rosa Rugosa." So oh, your Rosa. wife really bounces off of you with, oh, you yeah. know, make sure. Oh yeah. She was brilliant, so, you know, <laughs> psychiatric nurse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're in good hands. Well, I appreciate you coming to talk to us today. Yeah. It is my pleasure. And I'm glad it finally worked out. I will share a photo of where we are, <laughs> our current situation yes, on our sorry. Instagram page. It's formidable. <laughs>